0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a twenty-sided die. I'm Jordan
1: and I'm
0: Cody. Uh, as I say in the exact same tone every single time. How's it going, Cody?
1: Uh, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. You know, pretty, pretty okay. It's been a, a... um. Are you, Are you wondering what stuff <laughs> I've been doing? Well, first you know, I want to say going I meant to say
0: it at the top of the episode, but I want to say this is episode number twenty. We have made it 20 full episodes of this crap, and I'm so proud of us. We're amazing. And so, I mean, it's already going to happen before this episode even comes out, but we're going to have a live show to celebrate our 20th episode anniversary. So... So yeah, Whee! the live show will already be out probably recorded and put onto, <laughs> yeah. online, but we're going to have a live show on Twitch everybody else enjoy. Anyways, so Cody, what have you been watching, reading, writing,
1: enjoying recently? So, I started watching Ghost in the Shell. Stand it's pretty good. I I watched the movie right after we talked right after our last episode when we talked at length about Ghost in the Shell. I watched the movie, the original yeah. Ghost in the Shell. And I'll say this, now the Scarlett Johansson movie makes a lot more sense because it is not at all based on the standalone complex, which is all I'd really seen before, but it's also still totally garbage and they still kind of missed the point of the whole, like they missed the point of the movie. you shouldn't have to watch another movie to get
0: a movie. Like you shouldn't have to, they should have been able to make a coherent movie like the first Ghost in the Shell movie in the movie, but they didn't. And it failed and it was bad.
1: There was there was just like a lot of it was almost a shot for shot remake to the point where well, it was they frustrating the greatest where it kind of felt unoriginal. Yeah, it felt like they did all the things that were iconic yeah. from that you know, but they just didn't do it. They removed all humanity yeah. from it, so it didn't make sense. And I found that frustrating, you know, that but what? Whatever. Have you I'm, st- I'm over it. It was the movie was good. The show is also very good. Have you started Standalone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do, how are you liking it so far? Oh yeah, it's really good. I mean, I like I said, I'd seen that one before. It's just been a long time, but yeah, no, it's great. It's it's a very good anime, and I'm I'm enjoying I think it a it's great the deal. Second
0: episode where it's the um, guy commits suicide and puts his mind into a tank and tries yeah. to
1: kill his parents. Yeah, it's like the second or third episode where that happens and. I'm just it, like yeah, that's it's really. It's like weird. dark,
0: but it's fantastically done, and I it's really kind of funny. Episode.
1: Like it's it's almost humorous when they're just like in those little tanks, just chasing him forever, chasing
0: this giant like tank, and the little tanks are getting destroyed. It's it's very fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it was it was fun. a good
1: episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, no.
0: but it's, yeah, I'm not gonna do what I did with Cowboy Bebop and call out episodes and their numbers. <laughs> I'm Not gonna show my nerd them with um standalone complex but it is a very top-notch sci-fi cyberpunk anime
1: so then i kind of got two other things to mention briefly the first okay. one is and you'll be able to relate to this i started listening to the dark tower which is Uh-oh. a stephen king series of novels yep. um they <laughs> we both are
0: started something stephen king
1: oh man they are very long they are very drawn out they are very long-winded and i I started reading them when I was in high school. I was 15, and I think I was too young, and I just couldn't. And I was reading them with my eyeballs, and now I'm listening to the audiobooks, and I'm I'm doing a lot better with those. So I'm enjoying them. Truly for me, the only format to
0: enjoy Stephen King is either movie, TV show, or audiobook. I don't think I could ever read his books.
1: Well, I disagree with you about the movie and TV show thing because I've never liked one of those. Oh, it? Didn't, I mean, the movie was okay, but the book was much better.
0: Because I never read the book or even knew what it was about, I enjoyed Dark Tower,
1: the movie. I, I don't want to ha- know nothing about it because I'm really no, worried but about it. That's because I had
0: like no background in Dark Tower at all, but I enjoyed the movie because Idris Elba is great.
1: Yeah, well, and that's where, like, I knew of the character Roland, like I said, because I had read the the first couple Dark Tower books when I was fifteen, and I think Idris Elba was like a perfect casting choice because just the way they describe Roland is like the look that he has and the uh, like intensity um, that he brings to the character, I think, is perfect. But then I, I read, like, a really brief synopsis for the movie and just went, oh, okay, this is nothing like the book at all. I have I a feeling the that books. there's
0: not a wimpy
1: kid following Roland around from Earth. Well, actually, you're wrong about that. But oh, there is a
0: wimpy kid following Roland around from Earth? Th-
1: there is, but it's, oh. not, it's not as simple as that. So I, I don't know. I mean, here's the deal, right? The, the book series The Dark Tower is, like, 15 books long. They're all ten thousand pages long, and man, I don't think they get to the Dark Tower until the last page, and the Man in Black dies in the first book. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but all those things seem to be happening in that movie at the same time. So I'm just like, well, yeah. I don't want to know the different timeline. I, I want to I finish won't the book. Yeah, and then go do it. But we'll, we'll get there.
0: Stephen King is long-winded, and I personally have always thought he was overrated. So I'm getting my first deep dive into. it. Well, we'll talk about it when it's my turn. But I'm getting my first deep dive into a Stephen King novel.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious. Again, I'm curious about your him as A little, a little overrated
0: and a little long-winded.
1: That's kind of the struggle that I had with Dark Tower. And so here's what here's what killed the series for me when I was 15. Is it? It did two things that I didn't like. One, it started. It's a a travel book, so they travel through different dimensions, through doorways and stuff like this. And at one point, they travel through the dimension, they travel through dimensions of Stephen King's other books. And at some point, I just went, I don't want to read the greatest hits of your books. Like, I'm just not interested in that. It felt self aggrandizing. It, it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way when there was a reference to the Shining, the movie, in the book, The Dark Tower. Ugh. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah. come on. Like, dude, stop talking yeah, about yourself that. in your book. But the rest of it's been pretty good so far, so maybe I need to give it another chance. But I understand why you think the way you do, because I'm getting the same feelings from Dark okay. Tower right now. And
0: what's the other thing you wanted to mention?
1: So the other thing that's kind of cool is... Um, the podcast that I do, the other one, The Wandering Gamer oh. Network. The one been... that you keep talking about on
0: this show, but you never talk about this show on that one. I just want to keep breaking that up, how hurt and angry I am, but it's it's
1: It's because I forget things. And anyways, and there's not like a discussion part of that podcast where we just sit around and talk and record it. Well, you there know?
0: shouldn't be a discussion part of this podcast, but we do it anyways.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's just more... F- anyways... So one of the, this, the game that I run is Crystal Heart and it's run in Savage Worlds. That's the engine behind the setting that is Crystal Heart. And we've been doing that for a while. And we kind of just approached a web comic called Crystal Heart, which is on the website up to four players. We're like, hey, we like your setting. We want to run it in our podcast. Are you cool with that? They said yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, We all know the story. Keep going.
1: Right. Sent us, send us some rules. Well, we just got asked to do... Like official beta testing for them, I like play testing for them, and like filling out stuff for them. So it's it's been really fun because I've been like talking to other people that now have the books, and we've been like talking about them. So it, it's been really cool that I actually get to like play test a game, which I have never done before. That's so
0: really awesome, and you're doing some really cool things with your podcast. Like that's that's pretty cool.
1: Is this a part where you get mad at me because? I was probably doing that more than I was responding to your message asking me about how you wanted to format the live episode.
0: Um, no, the tone was purposely fake, but I do, um, I think it is really awesome that you get to do that.
1: No, but no, no, you can per- just keep being purposely. But th- fake. No, that
0: was a purposely fake tone, but I do like think it's really awesome <laughs> that you get to playtest and you're doing some pretty cool things with your show. But it was a purposely yeah. fake tone, it's just like yeah.
1: I, 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 I am excited about it. It's fun, it's fun. Yeah, no, I'm that's, looking it's, forward to it.
0: In an honest, real tone, that sounds really freaking cool, and I'm glad you guys get to do that. Hey, maybe maybe your name will be in the thank you notes.
1: I think it will, actually. I actually think that's totally going to happen. I'm pretty sure we're going to get, like, a, like in the credits of the book, Playtesters, Wandering Gamer will be listed there. That's, so that's pretty cool. Okay, that, yeah, that's really awesome. Right. And so here's the other cool part about that: if the book actually gets published in paper, there is an off chance that somewhere on paper, the Wandering Gamer Network will be written down, which is That's pretty sweet. Great, man! So another fake topic. I'm gonna clap for myself. I'm gonna clap yeah, for it's you. It's okay.
0: We'll talk. We will definitely mention it like in the pre-show for our live show next week, so everybody can check you out.
1: See? All right. So never tell me about heck it. man Okay, you don't have to slap me in the face with your benevolence. Tell me about how you're feeling about it right okay, now. Okay, so
0: the things I have been reading, writing, watching, whatever, our blah, blah, our usual pre-show talk, Um, I finally finished the whole Harry Potter series, like, officially finished Oh, the- yeah. I honestly, we've been wa- reading the books, watching the movies, reading the books, watching the movies, like, every time I finish a book, we watch the movie. The books are a million times better than the movies because the movies are once again just playing the greatest hits, getting as much as the actual story as they can into two hours, and that's fine. But I think the books are really good. The like finale, Deathly Hallows, the finale was just really good to me. I thought the like last, I like a book with a really good last battle, and. Yeah, Two out of the few books that I've read recently, this being one and um, Velveteen versus the multiverse is another one that just had a really good, really well put together final battle and just everything came together. I liked how they actually show Dumbledore as being a flawed person, like being manipulative and like greedy and all of that. Like so, Dumbledore came off as more human in the books than he ever did in the movies, and I really like that part yeah. of it. I like the background with Grindelwald. I'm excited to see what they do in the Fantastic Beast movie that's coming out in November. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I know you have your own ideas about that, but I I really liked it. Though Harry Potter's characters, like he, at the end, he's using the Unforgivable Curses, like ad nauseum like whenever he wants he uses Imperius and Cruciatus
1: a couple of times and this is like aren't you supposed to be a yeah, good but guy I think that's I mean okay so. so at the end he kills Voldemort by just saying Expelliarmus he but doesn't technically kill I,
0: Voldemort so his soul doesn't technically split the Voldemort kills himself because his spell rebounded
1: yeah but I think though that that is important to show because it drives home that Harry, Ron, and Hermione feel like they are, you know, just struggling to get by and they just have to make things work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what makes those curses unforgivable? The Ministry of Magic says so. Well, they're trying to overthrow the Ministry of Magic. What are they going to do? Get sent to super jail? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It. I, I really like the book. The only other thing I didn't like was just... Once again, painting Slytherin as the bad guys and it's like, oh, every Slytherin's bad, and it's just she, oh, she made this whole house just for bad guys when really it was only that posse around Malfoy that were the bad guys. But the whole house is cursed because of them. And I was for the Pottermore test, I was sorted into Slytherin, and so like hearing that's like, oh, I'm basically the bad guy. I was sorted into Slytherin. My Patronus is a flying snake. I'm the bad guy. And I freaking, I hate Yeah. It. I, just, I, hate I the, think it's one of those I things. I hate the way she wrote Slytherin. I really do.
1: I think that's fair, but um, I feel like it's fair to remember that she came up with Slytherin when the book was meant for 10-year-olds, not when it was yeah. meant for 17-year-olds. Yeah,
0: I get that. And so Slytherin, like, it's supposed to be that secondary bad guy. Oh, the bad class or whatever. But not one of the characters was good. Even Slughorn, who was supposed to be like the good Slytherin in her book, was still kind of a bad
1: guy. I mean, Slughorn... Sorry, I kicked my microphone. Slughorn was not a bad guy. He was, like he was ambitious. He was a social climber. Yeah. He wasn't evil. He was just... he Well, liked he was people.
0: following the whole thing of Slytherin, and it's pretty much Slytherin. They look out for themselves, and they'll do what they need to to move themselves forward. And I get that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person or evil. It means that you do look after yourself. They never said that Gryffindors don't think, look after themselves because they do.
1: And it's just—I think what it is is that it was a thing that be- begged to have like hindrances, and and I think about things in terms of like RPGs because I play yeah. so many of them. But a lot of times, RPGs, like when you get an advantage, you also have to take some kind of equivalent disadvantage that relates. Or if you want to think about it this way. Like tragedies, old school tragedies, whether they were Greek or Shakespearean tragedies, usually what what ends up killing your hero is their greatest quality. You know what I mean? So the thing that makes them great is the same thing that screws them over. So like with Gryffindors, they kind of show this where, you know, they're brave, but Gryffindors are also stupid. Well, yeah. It's you know, they'll, bravado. they'll run into burning buildings yeah His
0: bravado gets them in trouble a lot of the time so i get that i get the slytherin they're wanting they're right looking out for th- i forget what the exact wording was but they're looking out for themselves gets them in trouble makes them look like the bad guy constantly
1: but i think the problem is that slytherin just had a downside which was ambition and they never showed ambition used for good they just showed ambition used for being a dick and nothing else yeah. and then hufflepuff and ravenclaw were just like nerds yeah, They're nerds. And then Hufflepuff was just like, huh, extras. Yeah, Hufflepuff, extra. yeah, Hufflepuff you know was I mean? not written
0: well either. They were just extras. Not really much is known about Hufflepuff other than that they had a cup that became a Horcrux.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that, and that was it. So I, I, get, I get where you're coming from with that. I think that the houses would be appealing to children who want things kind of broken up into easily... Yep. But digestible houses. How pieces. would
0: you feel as a kid? You read this book, oh, Gryffindor, they're so great, they're so great, I want to be a Gryffindor, that you do the Pottermore test and you're sorted to Slytherin. It's like, what? I'm a bad, I, I'm yeah, not a see, bad Yeah, see, that's
1: why I've never liked those Pottermore tests, you know? I just don't think that it's the point to be like you know you know you decide what house you're in and that's what matters. You know, you don't well, got to go and gone all answer in five with question the Slytherin quiz. thing. I
0: have a bunch I have a couple Slytherin shirts. I'm all in with it. <laughs> because if you're going to call me the bad <laughs> guy, the then I'm going to be the bad guy. Like I said, my Petrotus is a flying snake. Like legitimately this yeah, Okami, which is a you. flying snake. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm the bad guy then. So <laughs> But um the other oh jeez we always end up having a super long pre show, um
1: the other it's fine my world is kind of short my world but is it's okay stupid
0: um so the other thing that I've been enjoying <laughs> and I after I finished Harry Potter I just went straight into listening to another book because I kind of felt empty and so I started it
1: yeah <laughs> hey hang on real quick can we acknowledge something yeah. are have you heard the expression novel hangover yes.
0: Well, I haven't heard the expression, but I know exactly what it means just by the way you're saying it.
1: It is the worst thing in the world when you finish a book that you have been so invested in, and then you're just like, oh, it's empty. My life's empty now. What do I have? And then you just go on to another one, and you just do that forever, and then you listen to 7,000 audiobooks like me. I just finished finished three
0: books in two months, and it was all the same series, and I got super invested in the characters. I mean, I knew how the story was going to end, of course, but like – actually going through the journey with them was so amazing and then it ended and I was like there's nothing I was like the cursed child is in my closet well the book the cursed child is in my closet (laughs) oh my god oh my god the book the cursed child is in my closet right now so I can read that at any time but I just need to get off of the Harry Potter stuff for a little bit so I don't go down that fanboy obsession and the only thing I talk about for the rest of my life is Harry Potter so I'm listening to it the um, voice actor, the um, reader, is really good. Yeah, He's he is really good, and that's really what's keeping me invested. But the story so far is kind of slow, kind of wordy, kind of a slog. If I was reading it, I would fall asleep. But
1: yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm working. Work it is the opposite of Harry Potter and
0: listen to books on tape, so it helps focus me because I have just something in the background to work to. So that's fine. But also, they start with part two of the book, which is – well, part two of the movie, which is something I'm not that interested in, in when the, with them
1: being adults. Do they start with them being adults? Yeah. I've gotten all the – Oh, right. They start with the the um, the guy getting murdered on the, the bridge, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Homosexual yep. man gets murdered on the I bridge. The, the quick police case thinking it's the boys who killed him. And the boys are like, no, we didn't kill him. We saw this clown drag him down and kill him. And then it's the four-hour chapter right now that I'm on of all of the original, like, all the kids, now adults, getting the message that the clown is back and heading back to Derry. So it starts out as them being adults, and that was never the part I was <laughs> interested in. I was interested in... A fun t- wait what, why are you laughing at me
1: i'm just remembering like when i listened to this book and having to get through this part and i mean four hours
0: cody four hour chapter
1: it's a joke that someone made, but it's totally true, where they were like, you know, it was a book written... It It, it is a book that feels like it was written in one shot in a cocaine stupor. I was and just like, about yeah. to say something
0: like that. Because cocaine, you can hear the cocaine <laughs> as he's talking, like, reading the story. You can hear the cocaine coming off the pages. And I'm just sitting there, it's like, dude, he was really high during this. He was really high during this whole thing.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you can tell he was kind of raving at his keyboard. And I mean, it's something that Stephen King has said. I actually saw like a little like webcomic someone drew up where that was giving pictures to words that he said about himself when he was like on a lot of drugs and writing. And he like described himself as an insane ship captain with a typewriter. really, though. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's
0: my thing, is I've always thought he was overrated, and everybody's like, oh, he has this book that's so great, he has this book that's so great. Yeah, but it's very easy to have a couple of really good books when you've written a thousand books.
1: Man, here's what I'm going to say for him. I have have, the first thing I read from Stephen King, because I agree with you. Well, let me take that back. The first thing I read from Stephen King was The Dark Tower when I was 15, and I went, oh, okay, Stephen King is trash, and I never touched Stephen King again. And then what got me onto Stephen King was when, yeah, it was, a, it was less than a year ago, so I was 25, uh, so 10 years after I started reading something from Stephen King, I picked up a book of horror short stories. The first one was by Stephen King. It was called Chattery Teeth, and it was a horror story about, you know, like the wind up yeah. teeth that bite? It was a horror story about a haunted set of chattery so you teeth. I watched
0: an episode of The Twilight Zone, so what?
1: It was one of the best short stories okay. I've ever read. And I'm just like, well, I love Stephen King. so. I, I'm fine with that. What I'm, I'm saying is, I think that people say a lot of his books are garbage undeservedly. I think his books are weird. I think he has a particular style. But and Here's, the, here's yeah. my side.
0: I like never really liked the horror genre until college when I started watching horror movies with Anthony and another friend. Um, who I can't, rem- I do remember, but I'm not going to mention their name. Um, but so I started reading, watching horror movies and started like getting into horror literature. And I realized that the only horror literature is Dean Kuntz and freaking Stephen King are the only horror authors. And it sucks because I don't want to just read Dean Kuntz or Stephen King. So finally I found a book that wasn't Dean Kuntz or Stephen King. It was on um, Paul Tremblay. It was called A uh, Head Full of Ghosts. And it was amazing. And so it was just like,
1: I, we don't... Oh, what? I was going to say, I had the opposite thing happen to me. Because, yeah, I had the same issue where I wanted to listen to horror books. And I would only listened to Stephen King. And uh, then I listened to an audiobook where a girl got ghost raped and became ghost oh, pregnant. Oh, no, no,
0: no, no. Head Full of Ghosts was basically and about... it was Head terrible. Head Full of Ghosts was <laughs> about this family um they think that their daughter is possessed and so they hire like they don't have much money so they hire a crew like you know the paranormal investigator crew like they live in their house kind of to get them publicity in order to have this exorcism like to get the possessed ghost out of the girl and it's just that whole thing and it's from the eyes of the little sister dealing with all of this and like wondering if her sister is actually possessed and then on the side of it is like Another perspective of it is this um, cr- move, like, movie and TV show critic who's writing about like each episode and pointing out like, oh yeah, this had to be fake, this had to be fake. So you get that perspective. So it's really well written, and then the twist at the end just had me chilled. And I really, I really like the Headful of Ghosts. I don't know if it's your style of thing, but it is one of my favorite horror
1: books. No, you should. I actually might check that out once I finish all seven thousand hours of The Yeah, tower, all se- I will <laughs> Yeah, by the way, um,
0: it is forty-four hours long. If I didn't mention earlier, yeah, that it, it, one it, of the chapters is no. one chapter is four hours.
1: Yeah, it's it's not messing around. Jordan. No, at one point you get like you get a revenant esque story about like fur trappers Oof. and dairy three thousand years I ago or don't something. Care. It's
0: but anyways, we've been talking too long, as usual. Our pre-shows are just getting longer and longer every time. So let's get into it. Hey, I'm okay with <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, geez. What was last week, Cody? Because I... Oh.
1: I don't remember what last week was. Oh, no. what last was it? week...
0: Oh, it was the <laughs> uh, 100 Years After a Spaceship Has Landed, where I had the wolf creatures being invaded by humans and... <laughs> and i forget what you had
1: um oh i had oh. this oh yeah the space i called leaders. a red
0: flag on you because your world was created thousands of years ago by humans then humans landed on your um earth and then a hundred years later the libers finally escaped the earth i called a yellow a yellow flag and you're telling me that you might have another yellow flag this episode
1: I was going to say, Jordan, let me tell you, as soon as I started writing my world, I was just like, this is a yellow flag okay, world. Cody, this how do you not write a world, world with
0: robots in it? <laughs> it was Our prompt this week is literally just called Robots.
1: Yeah, and I think I knocked it out of the park, but it is a yellow flag. You know, I pushed the envelope, oh, okay. Jordan. I pushed the envelope of what these prompts mean. Okay, so mean let's
0: roll initiative. Because- This week, we're doing initiative little a little bit different that is just going to be for this world. At the end of the episode, we're going to roll two worlds. Oh, I'm going
1: first. Oh I'm, going first. oh, I'm going first. Now 20. Okay, I have a Nat 9. Woo! Hey, if if I get a Nat 20, what does that mean? Do we do I get something special?
0: No, that means you get to go first and you get to be proud that you get to go first.
1: I think that since I roll a nat 20, I get one like friendship faux pas forgiven. And that friendship faux pas is after you messaged me like five pages on Facebook, I sent you back high smiley face and then hearts. I don't and even then think you else. sent back a
0: smiley face. I think you just said hi exclamation point.
1: And then I sent a bunch of hearts and no, then heart. Days. You sent one heart and the word high was
0: exclamation point. You are a <laughs> trash human being. I was sick. Like, no, you didn't even have an exclamation point. It just said hi. And then the yep. second one was just a heart. <laughs> And after I sent you two texts, one was a little bit longer than the no, three texts. One was a little bit longer than the other one, and then the uh, last text no. was Cody exclamation point. And then I sent you a couple All more I texts have... like, "Do you?" after you said hi, I asked you, "Do you have anything to say about any of the messages I've sent?" And then you just sent me a heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you can have that friendship faux pas forgiven. I forgive you for just that long slog of a week of nothing when I'm trying to plan a live show.
1: Can, can I just instead next time respond to TLDR?
0: <laughs> no, that will actually, that will make me mad. Too I long. frustrated, not actually mad. Ugh. Okay, so you go into your world before we get into a screaming match.
1: Okay, here we go. Robots free to world, enslaved to fear, demand, and consumption. Laura Wright. The sun rises over an agrarian village, and the people begin to stir.
0: Oh,
1: sorry. Do you know what agrarian means?
0: I was going into, um, Lion King. Yeah, do you know what agrarian
1: means? No, what does agrarian mean? It means like a farming village. Like agriculture. (laughs) So not... Not lion King not
0: not the savannah no okay. no
1: no, not the untamed savannah kind <laughs> of the opposite. <laughs> anyways, yeah, allow name me name to song. begin again <laughs> The <laughs> sun rises over an agrarian village and people begin to stir. Chickens grow, tools begin to thump and somewhere a great mill begins to churn.
0: The, the streets begin to fill.
1: Of life. <sighs> the streets. Begin to fill with people going about their business. They smile and chat as they walk to their day's work.
0: The circle.
1: I rolled a nat twenty.
0: Okay. All right. Okay.
1: I'm silent. I am silent. I am so sorry. Are you? Are you gonna be silent? I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not
0: gonna interrupt with song anymore.
1: Out in the fields, farmers grow works of art. The local blacksmiths mend tools and build new equipment, and the scent of the dueling bakeries begin to waft out temptations of lunch. The two bakeries have made this town famous. Both pastry chefs are constantly competing to have their craft outdo the other. Hey, Cody, I have question
0: for you. Hmm. Um, you know, this world's supposed to have robots in it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> you remember, remember how I said when I started typing this? So I was like, yeah, this is a yellow card.
0: Oh my God.
1: Apprenticeships Wait, at either bakery are coveted across the land. The town has long since begun to whisper that love is what fuels this rivalry, but only time will dwell. In the fields and in the forests, workers talk as they cut and till the land. Peace and harmony rule this place. They all know not to cut too much and not to cultivate more than is needed. Besides, there's no reason to. Their lives have not been in danger for generations. The work in this village is for the is not for the work in this village is not to survive, but for the sake of work itself. They work because to do so is good. It builds communities and makes them love their homes, food and relaxation all the more. At night, the workers go home to their families. They lounge in the torchlight of the town center, dancing on summer evenings and hearing ghost tales by the fire in the winter. When summer comes again, new villagers will arrive. Sometimes they have <clears throat> more than have passed and sometimes they have fewer. These newly retired technicians will be overjoyed to be taken into a kind family's home until, until they can fell trees and build their own homes. Then slowly, the new retirees will find work that suits them and begin a good life, free from fear, demand, and consumption. Thank all the gods for the robots that we all built and maintained to keep this world alive. Now we have earned our rest.
0: Okay, you can't just throw one line in there about robots and say your world is about robots.
1: Yes, I can. My world is all about robots. Shut up. The world is about getting humans tuned.
0: maintaining a normal human lives with bakeries and farming. And oh by
1: the way, the Shut up, robots
0: Jordan. paved the way for this world.
1: Just give me a second, alright? I'm Ugh. gonna get it's it's a twist. Alright, Jordan, it's a twist. It's like the village, but with robots. It's it's kinda like that. Shut oh, up, don't ruin no. my world. Oh no. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin all that is good in my life, Jordan? Why do you got to do that? You're so salty. Okay. Constantly just
0: filled with salt.
1: Okay, here's my description of the planet. It's basically whatever, you know, except it's like Disney. That's what I have written down. (laughs) And (laughs) and here's, here's my point. So the world is a familiar planet. It doesn't necessarily have to be Earth, but it is a planet with humans on it, right, that has... Different, you know, climates and whatever it rains. It's a normal place. Um, the big difference though, is that the current world, like the surface of it is built on top of a complicated web work of maintenance tunnels, kind of similar to the hunger games or how Disney world is in fact built on an entire like series of underground tunnels.
0: Yeah. yeah the um, cat
1: these cats. are all used. Yeah. These are all used for maintenance. So flora and fauna, both of these things are farmed by humans and um, support the happy communities that we saw in the opening narration. But they are also carefully maintained by automated robots to ensure that you know forests stay popula- properly populated, that land remains fertile and able to support humans, and that you know if something ever goes wrong in anyone's community it can kind of balance it with somebody else's and does so automatically. So basically automation in this world has reached such a point that it is possible for humanity to survive indefinitely. Does that make sense? Yeah. So robots have basically allowed us to ensure our survival but people still kind of choose to farm in spite of that. Does that make sense?
0: So there's no point of the robots actually being there is what you're saying.
1: No, no, there's a point. There's a point. Okay, so here we go. Here, here's, here's some more narration for A. Jordan. Robots were not killing our world. I, I did not decide we needed to die. And neither did humanity use robots to kill each other. Rather, we lost what it meant to be human. So many of us wandered like ghouls. Society no longer needed people. This nearly destroyed us. Then we started employing people just to do 10 years of basic maintenance. Then they could retire to a terraformed village where they could be given the opportunity to build a new life. So, society in the past. It hit a point where robotics had advanced far enough that we started needing fewer and fewer and fewer people. And this started to cause society to crumble. Um, This is not dissimilar to what we can kind of see now with the result okay. of automation being as prolific as it is so as you make jobs easier and easier to do less and less people are needed to do them and unemployment basically skyrocketed okay um so then this person her name was Laura Wright was one of the owners of this company that made and maintained all these really advanced automation systems And she just started hiring people to just like do 10 years of maintenance and then you can retire because we've actually earned enough money that we can afford to just pay people to live forever, basically. You know, so they send them off to these villages where they can kind of live and maintain themselves to a certain point. And the only time when robotics really needs to step in for those people is when something goes wrong. So at first it started out that there were like retirement communities, but... They needed to shift the work, uh, the workforce so often that people retired after 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of the parallel then to our world is, you know, there's issues of unemployment because people stay in jobs too long because people are living longer and don't need to retire as early and jobs are less harsh because of robotics. So, the solution to that was just like, okay, after 10 years, you don't have to work anymore. And you just retire at full pay. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so we can shift in new workers and kind of keep society moving. So, that was kind of...
0: No, sorry. Part of my world is kind of similar, but continue.
1: See? See? I'm getting to the heart of this robots thing. Um, So... The robotic systems that were designed at this time, they were ostentatious, which is to say that they were very present in your life. So people had a lot of technology. Robots were seen constantly in society and were slowly replacing people. And what was found is that this kind of like reduced human prosperity and happiness. People wanted to have more human interaction and wanted the ability to still remain a community and robotics were slowly removing the need for this, which is why um, the retirement areas that they sent people to didn't, like, didn't have any of this stuff. It was all in the background. So robotics eventually started making a shift to instead of making more like humanoid-looking robots, they started going in the opposite direction. Robotics became something that was kind of reminiscent. Of, I was thinking of house elves from Harry Potter. <laughs> Where the goal of the robotics that they started making was, you don't want to see them. You don't want to know they're there. You, you just want them to be doing their work. You know what I mean? Yes, but so
0: 879 is a free robot.
1: <laughs> no, no, he's not. Because AI doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they just eventually got good enough at making robots that they could kind of get out of the way. Okay. So then so you have robot now, slaves.
0: I love how the first well, thing that white privilege Cody over here does is make robot slaves.
1: Check this out. Let me let me make this point no, because that thought did occur privilege. to me. Okay, I'm going to by explaining this carefully to you. Artificial intelligence doesn't exist and it never will.
0: Yeah, but you can't enslave do. a robot
1: because robots are not people and never can and be. And that
0: was the argument for black people, Cody, that they're not people. I, I know that. You just I walked know into that. the biggest trap I could have laid for you.
1: I know that, that that was the argument, but I also think that in this case I'm right because, you know, you could make, like, the same argument for chimpanzees or, like, gophers but they are not people and should not be treated as such. My point is a horse is not a person and neither is a robot. Okay, good. Actually, a horse is closer to being a person than a robot. Okay. And my world so reflects move that. Move
0: on before I go off on you.
1: Okay, like but seriously though, I'm not making a world with sentient robots cuz sentient robots don't exist. Well, yeah they do. Like and
0: they will exist in about 10 <sighs> minutes. Go on.
1: Okay, <laughs> my point is that I feel like the notion of sentient robots is very played out. So in my world, it's not even an issue. Okay,
0: you know what? Move on because they will exist in 10 <laughs> minutes. Go on.
1: Is your world all about sentient robots? No! Go on! (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a your world can be about sentient robots. I just didn't want to do that, you know? I I just tried to make mine not about that. You're very angry at me for some reason. Because you're you're just like saying that my world sucks
0: before even hearing my world.
1: I didn't say your world sucked. I just felt like I didn't want to do sentient robots. That's all. Okay,
0: go on so we can get to my crappy, terrible
1: world. (sighs) I didn't say your world was crappy and terrible. Okay, so society current. Right now, the way it works, when people are born, they grow up in one of these nice communities. And then once they hit a certain age, you know, let's say 20s. They get sent off to training and are required to do 10 years of very stressful work, maintaining a system that keeps the world running. Doing this is incredibly complicated. Um, Robotics do not work best when left to their own devices. What, you know, science has like messed around with this. um, And kind of my inspiration for this idea was there's a, you know, the chess robot that beat the best chess player in the world. Yeah. Right now, the best thing at playing chess is the combination of a person and a robot. So a cyborg. Like, two, those oh. two things. Oh. yeah. Cyborgs are the best thing. But not not literally a cyborg in that they put robot parts in a human. Just a human working with a robot. So, So that's kind of... Okay, so
0: working side by side rather than being actually one being.
1: Yeah, they're not, like, integrated together. Okay. And so that's what 10 years of everyone's life is in my world. So from 20 to 30, basically... They are maintaining and building robots that keep the world going, that ensure that if a tornado hits near a village and destroys all their crops, the automation can balance it out and, like, automatically ship them food. That if someone's hurt, the robots can detect it and then automatically send needed medical supplies. That if they can tell that population's growing too much in an area to, like, attenuate birth rates to ensure that it doesn't go crazy. Oh, the, the robots don't do this entirely by themselves. They're not, again, they're not sentient. So, like, kind of the sentient need for human management is still done by people, but they only do that for 10 years and largely using robots as a tool to kind of carry out their will. Okay. So then the goal is that after 10 years of doing this horrible work, they are then given the opportunity to retire to one of these beautiful places where they can kind of grow a more simple you could say life but one that encourages like grow a community take time like you don't need to constantly be struggling and striving like do that but only as much as is good for people it's like
0: the farms that they ship people off to like oh you're going to this bright sunny place but actually that bright sunny place is a real place yeah so instead of it being a horrible dystopian world it actually they ship you off to somewhere nice
1: yeah this is actually like You could maybe make an argument for this not being a good thing, but my idea with this is, like, actually, it's supposed to be a good thing. They figured out a way to make robots work and not destroy their society, and that was to kind of understand that, okay, so the goal of robotics in my world is not to replace people. It's to enable communities to grow. Okay. So they let robots take care of all the parts of society that ruin communities, like, what do we do when we run out of food? What do we do when our neighbors have more food than us? We, we don't other. have adequate... Adic- <clears throat> yeah, right? Like, and so that's up. what the automation takes care of. Is It makes it so people can work in the way that they want to, which is basically building functional communities. And that's what like robots have done. Um, also, I feel like there was a quote that I missed. That's basically the end of my world, but I could have sworn... There was a quote that I missed. Interesting. Well, anyways, that's the end of my world. That was that was the thing. Oh, okay. That was
0: that was good. It it was only slightly a yellow flag world.
1: It was a little bit of a yellow flag. I don't think it was 100% in the spirit of what we were supposed to be going for. Yeah. Um, I went but, more, you know.
0: so I had an idea of what I wanted to be going for and I definitely did it in both things that I really wanted to do. Um second, I realized so There was an anime back in the day called Igpx, the Immortal Grand Prix, which was about giant Gundam-like robots racing down a like winding track. I should have freaking done that because that's the most amazing idea of all time.
1: Oh wait, hang on. We need to talk about something about driving robots. I tried to watch. Well, I was sick this weekend. I actually was. I was sick on Monday. I actually tried while I was ill and had nothing better to do. I actually tried to watch Eureka. It is so bad. <laughs> Jordan, you misled me. Hey Cody. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I it's a it's a slow draw to begin with and to end with, but I liked it. I watched all fifty or whatever episodes with um our dearest friend Molly. And no, we enjoyed it. It's, it's I can see terrible. how you would hate it, but I also, I hated Sword Art Online, so we're never going to agree on some things.
1: Sword Art Online's better. Man, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. It's 100% better. I'm not saying that Eureka
0: is better, but I'm saying that you hated child love in Eureka 7, but you loved it in freaking Sword Art Online, where they had a fake computer baby. Yeah, it's because it's better they developed in They had a fake Sword computer Art baby.
1: They basically have a fake computer baby in no, they,
0: that. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about it.
1: You don't, you don't have to watch
0: that. <laughs> but go. you like Ghost of the Shell standalone. You like Cowboy Bebop. So I'm fine because you like my two like top of... And you like Full Metal Alchemist. So you like my three favorite animes. So I'm fine. That's true.
1: That's true. I just want to I mean, argue Gundam with
0: you. is hit or miss. So And I admit that some of the Gundam series are trash. But I still like giant robots fighting in space. And so that was part of the thing I wanted to do with this world. But I kind of um, started it out way differently because I was on the road of the video game that just came out recently was Detroit Become Human. So I was kind of on that road first. I think I did a very good job of getting to both of the things I wanted to do. <clears throat> so I'm about to start.
1: Is this about giant robots become human no, in Detroit? not at all.
0: Okay. No, I nailed you it, match. didn't I? You got...
1: You I think got I did. It
0: reversed. But anyways. So... Is it set in Cleveland <laughs> instead <laughs> was, of Detroit? Oh, I should have done that. That would have been hilarious.
1: <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland oh, town, no, like, Okay, so we... Oh,
0: you always joked about how terrible Cleveland was. I lived on the in the suburbs of Cleveland, but... St- a couple years ago I lived very close to Cleveland and for my job I had to deliver something like some parts to another company so I drove into the heart of Cleveland like out right outside of the city oh my god it is just as bad as everybody says it is everything is run down and broken
1: Wait. did 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 they have a river that catches on fire
0: yeah, no, that is a true thing that the river has caught on fire. Was
1: their economy based on LeBron James? That is also true. Did you go and see both of their buildings? Well, okay, they have more than
0: that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of that stuff in that video is true. And it's really sad.
1: I like know, the, I love that. Cle- I watched that. Cleveland so. Anyways. City
0: is fine. But once you take the tiny step out of the actual like downtown area, it is bad.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like every city though. Is there's like this beautiful downtown, and then you go one step out of it, and it's like, why well, is this the post-apocalypse you all you a of a sudden?
0: Later, but when I was in Malaysia, we were staying at this very very nice hotel, and it was so beautiful. Right next to the hotel was the biggest mall I've ever seen. The mall had both a bowling alley and a freaking skating rink in it. It was four stories tall. Part of the building was a giant pyramid, and then like right across the street was the slums. <laughs> and, and right, so I'll have to show you the picture like from my window, like this huge hotel, and then right across the street you just see all these tiny like like buildings where people are living on top of each other. Yeah, and I took yep. I took a little trip over there. All right, to try so to tell get me about your world I was sick, and that was the sketchiest place I've ever been by myself. <laughs> but anyways, my world is nothing like that. It is not actually Detroit, but I was going more off of this sentient android cyborgs that you said were so stupid
1: earlier thank you cody i did not say they were stupid
0: i said they were derivative a very long time since i actually followed the list a lot of my um worlding has been telling a story very expositionally explaining the world through the story so that's going to be what uh, what this episode is and you'll see as i go so anyways Okay, here we go. Part one, robots. Actually, yeah, part one, robots. So I was born, no, created like this. Even though I am only a few years old, my body is that of a fully matured 25 year old. I am living in a world that is run and maintained by machines. Then again, aren't we all machines? What makes me different from the blocky robot that repaves the roads, or the bot that cleans the infinite dust from the windows? Is it that I can think and feel? That I do not need programming to function day by day, but rather create my own programming? My own life? Yeah. I just straight up from every, like, cyberpunk novel just stole this, took this, and made this into my world. Mr. Jimmy Chips over there. It's yeah. okay.
1: I forgive you. This could not be more opposite from my world, Oh, yeah, it's my the world, exact though, opposite. Which I'm actually okay. happy about.
0: Oh, and my next yeah, line good, is though. going to tell you how it's the exact opposite. Okay, I'm talking you. We live in a Let's world that was abandoned by the humans. Oh yeah, that's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, say it again. We live in a say world, slower, world that
0: was abandoned by the humans.
1: Could you say that any less sexy? <laughs> could could you we please? Live in a wo- no, I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> 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 I even feel
0: like the hands for like, But do finger guns at you anyways. The sky shows black at night, but during the day, you can see the red of the dying star swirling in the distance, slowly pulling us in as we orbit. Our air is unbreathable, but luckily, we do not need to breathe. There are machines that process the air and take clean samples into green s- greenhouses so that we may study what little life is left here. The humans left everything, their buildings, their technology, and their histories behind. We study these histories, learning what once was and what, became, uh, what came before us. We maintain the technology they left so that the world can keep on running. Their languages and their knowledge has all been adapted into us. Though we have begun to learn and grow, building upon the knowledge that we that they have left, we have created theories, philosophies, technologies, and even medicines far more advanced than they could have ever created. I think I read that sentence wrong, but whatever.
1: Wait a second. So all the humans are dead? Humans
0: are dead that's right they are dead the humans are
1: dead I was gonna I was gonna quote a line from that song that's what I was thinking of so that we could have fun but I could only remember one line and it has a (laughs) swear word in it and I thought she would get mad at me that's that's a
0: fantastic song Flight of the concourse. the humans are dead I will probably post that with this episode because it's so funny
1: that's what you should name this episode (laughs) the humans humans are are dead dead. that's right they are dead (laughs) 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 Oh, okay, good times. Okay, Jordan, keep telling me about all your world. Of this, I'm interested. I'm hooked. All of
0: this is an ode to our creators who left us here to survive when they couldn't. We are the Sinites, beings created in the image of humans. Okay, so my little explanation. This is a dying planet with no humans left. As we stated, the humans are dead. That's right, they are dead. Um, So... Instead, Scythian androids were left in their place, blah blah blah. The world is round and it's orbiting a dying star that in the physics of this world is slowly turning into a black hole sucking the world in. What
1: hey, hang on. What's an android? What do you mean what's an android? What makes them androids and not robots? Also, yellow what? yellow card, robots. Androids are not robots. androids. No, they they're not robots. They're different. You
0: can't pull a yellow. Also, I have robots later in this, and robots are maintaining the world. The blocky robots that repave the streets, and the other robots that clean the dust. I have oh. robots. Oh. 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 Oh, the
1: slave yeah, robots? They were. <laughs> the slave robots? Yeah, they're not like
0: humans, Cody. They don't have minds. They're just slaves.
1: Okay. Got slave robots. Okay. Yeah, Jordan. I
0: realized after making fun of you for having slave robots that I also had slave robots. <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. So androids are 100% robots. I was wrong. No, but you crap, do have you slave, were wrong. slave robots. So you're a hypocrite. <laughs> no, shut up. We right, have slave story. bots. So the world. Whatever. Keep telling me about the so slave the bots. is not.
0: Are you going to be an uprising? Are you
1: still talking? Yes. Yes. I want to know if there's going to no, be an uprising. No. Let me tell where the little my box story. robots take control.
0: Oh God! This is going to be so bad live of us just yelling at each other and Mel trying to mediate. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. All right. So the world would, uh, is not livable to human beings because, you know, the world was wiped out. It's pretty much a dust storm constantly on this planet, and they're being pulled into this swirling red star. So so because they're androids, they're robots, they don't need to breathe in the air. They don't need like to eat since a lot of the life has died on this planet. But there are a few flesh and blood creatures that still live in this world, so there is technology that has been created to help stabilize the ecosystem. The robots act as the animals and the plant life that once was, but there is still, like, greenhouses where they keep living beings in there. Well, the living plants. So, (laughs) the robots protect and nurture what little life is left on the planet in science centers that would pretty much act as the same thing as nature preserves do in our world. So they have, like, I guess, little zoo-type areas and nature preserves where there are still animals and plants that are living. But mostly everything has been replaced by robotic life. So unlike in the movies, the robots have been allowed to grow uninhibited and have developed emotions and thoughts of their own. They basically are humans, but because they are ever-evolving, they have been able to advance way past what humanity ever was able to do.
1: Okay, so you said they have zoos, right? Yeah. And They're hyper-advanced? Do they have human zoos? No, because the humans are dead.
0: And what little... Okay, so every human is dead. Every human is dead. But there were some... And they, they have I'm going to get though. to why the humans died, but they have like, animals that are still like alive, that they still protect, and they kind of keep living. Because, you know, they want, they want the world to go back to the way it was, but it is completely dead in kind of Whoa. imagine it being pretty much a desert wasteland with cities popping up here and there kind of like trigun yeah and then like outside instead of you know the bright sun you get this pretty much black sky with the red swirling light
1: gotcha okay, okay. I'm, good. Yeah, I'm
0: good i'm good yeah i messed up the explanation because i jumped ahead in my notes and then tried to go back in my notes which i couldn't do because i jumped so far ahead in my notes okay jimmy chips anyways so back to the story We come from a giant manufacturing plant. Oh, sorry. We come from giant manufacturing plants all over the world from a company that once was called Victory Tech. The machines we call the mothers create us and give us a base programming and then release us into the world. Our people have worked with and programmed the mothers in order to only release synites when we want to so that population does not become overflowed. You're chomping on those chips. is so distracting, man. Though we can live forever, our people have chosen a lifespan of 30 years. Once a Sinite reaches year 30, their mind is absorbed back into the mother's base programming, where whatever knowledge or advancements the Sinite has developed is then passed on to the next generation. So each generation is increasingly advanced. The body of the Sinite is then dismantled and used for parts for the next generation. Our lives are in cycles.
1: How hot are the bomb bots? It's
0: just a giant machine. It doesn't have, like, a body. It's not, like, an actual birthing process. It's just a machine that I think of it looking like a giant furnace almost.
1: So not very hot then. Okay. I mean, I was just wondering. You
0: always try to, like, b- bring sexuality into things I create.
1: It's just because I think it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. It doesn't and make me uncomfortable so so uncomfortable I just doing- that everything
0: has to be sexy in my worlds, and they're not. Why can't the snake just be a
1: snake, Cody? Because you're way into snakes, and I'm way not into snakes. Like I
0: said, I leaned into being a bad guy. I am the bad guy.
1: (laughs) I like really hate snakes, Jordan. You don't understand. I I run away from snakes. All reptiles. No, snakes are cursed and deserve to be damned. I mean, they are.
0: I mean, if you follow the Bible, the whole philosophy from the Bible, snakes are actually cursed and actually do deserve to be damned. But whatever.
1: Yeah, I I think the Bible nailed it. (laughs) I think they did. (laughs) There's some other parts of the Bible where maybe they had some ideas that, like, maybe we shouldn't necessarily take literally anymore. Snakes? No. They got it right on the first shot, all right?
0: So this is the kind of back and forth you want to do live. Okay, let's do it. So anyways, some minds such as those that control our government and our history are kept intact and passed on into... Uh, into new bodies every life cycle this is so that those important minds are never erased what are you doing cody
1: okay so there's robo congress yes cody
0: just let me do this man i after the initial five minutes i let you talk
1: you interrupted me like 30 times in the first five <laughs> minutes and i rolled the nap. it's point. very funny because so i, I noticed you listening
0: through the episodes i interrupt you a lot through songs because I, I did the Circle of Life songs? the other time during your Demon episode. I did I'm Only Happy When It raids. I do a lot of song.
1: Well, I do a lot of sarcasm and sexy it's robots. Sexy, so. It's sexy anything. Sexy anything. Oh, it's like the internet. Just sexy anything. <laughs> really,
0: rule, you rule 34 our episodes. If it exists. And if I'm if proud of it. it. Oh my gosh. We're going to call it Rule Cody. If it exists, it's probably sexy. <laughs>
1: I just want to know if they're kissing. That's all. <laughs> I mean, the robots are alive. Do they not kiss? No, Cody. So you have Ugh. robo-Congress, but you don't have robo-kissing. <clears throat> Anyways, our government you, is very You created very
0: relaxed. a sad world. The laws... Oh my gosh, I can't even talk over you. I'm so bad right now. Do you just get hurt? Did karma just strike you?
1: I, st- I stabbed my hand really bad.
0: You deserved it. You deserve everything bad that happens to you. Okay, our government is very relaxed. The laws that exist have their base in preventing us from hurting each other, preventing each other from taking from each other, or creating anything that will harm ourselves and the environment. Greed, jealousy, hate, and anger were programmed out of us. So in this world that is falling apart, we have a utopia. We are generally left to our own devices in order to create and strive. There are those sects of humanity that work with the machines to maintain the world, while others build and create. Some Sinites create art or philosophies or music, but in general, we are allowed to strive on our own. Forms of art are only truly enjoyed by the few enlightened, uh, but this sort of thing is instead left as a tribute to our missing creators. I butchered that sentence because I have no clue what I was trying to write. It's okay. It's, I it understand. started out as a whisper, but I was not alone in this. I had the itch to find out why we were created, where we come from what our true purpose is, but most importantly, what happened to this world and the beings that came before. We intensely study everything that, left, that was left behind by the humans, from their histories to the biologies of the world that once was. Some of the others call us crazy, saying our purpose is to live as the humans lived until this world disappears into the red star. But I believe if we do not find out what came before, we will all be wiped out by whatever destroyed the humans. The humans are dead. That's right. They are dead. Anyway.
1: It was probably poisonous gases. <laughs>
0: we use poisonous gases. We poisoned their... Actually, their lungs. Okay. It's such a great song. Um, okay, so the explanation again. So most of the Sinites are created in a mature adult form. Most looking, the age ranging from 25 to 35. There exists some younger looking Sinites in order to create family systems. Um, the main purpose of this is emulating the humans, so the Sinites can truly understand what came before them and have insight into the histories.
1: So they got robo babies. They have robo but they children. Don't got they robo do not kissing. have robo babies. So they got robo chilins, but they don't have robo kissing. No, they do not. The Sinites that run the government are no given looking
0: models, as this was a sign of authority in the old human world. <laughs> Their minds are then passed down from body to body each cycle. The Sinites have emotion, <laughs> but are still robots. So pleasure in any form Wait. is usually rare, but also negative emotions such as anger and hatred are rare as well.
1: The, Do they, they have lead like a relaxed robo-winks. life? I'm just going to
0: keep talking over you because I hate you so much. There are no wars and no real opposition because they all come from the same place. They are self-aware and know that they were created. There is no religion but a curiosity of what came before The Sinites have programming to not harm each other, but also they don't see the need to. Violence was programmed out of them from the very beginning when the humans were still around. The programming programming prohibiting violence and crimes against each other is the only barrier that their advancement does not cross. There are those who want to find out what happened to make the world the way it is and find out the real reason they were created. But others call them crazy, saying that this is the way things have always been and always will be. And their true purpose is to stop the planet from being sucked into the red, swirling gravity well. So that is the first part of my story. This has gone on way too long. What were the things you were trying to say? Were any of the things you were trying to say
1: important enough for me to actually stop? I was going to ask if the robot government had robot powdered
0: wings. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to yes and that one. Yes, they did. They definitely did. <laughs> and they definitely wrote... It was British Parliament all over again. I hope they have robo-British accents. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to yes and that one as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, the next part of the story is set um, years, many years from the first part of the story. So, some thought they were crazy, but those who made the rules started taking these nut jobs seriously. They believed that unlocking the key to the humans' history and their extinction was the only thing that would save us from our own extinction. Those crazy conspiracy theorists claimed that the humans were wiped out by beings that they called the extinction. You know, good name for something that calls your extinction.
1: Yeah, it's a little uncreative. Yeah, it's but extremely
0: I get it. uncreative. But I was gonna call them the malice, but I realized I used those in a couple episodes ago, so I'm not.
1: You know, I, I'm going to level with you, Jordan. When I said that, I wasn't meaning it to be a jab at you. I was meaning it to be a jab at the humans you created. Oh. And then after I said it, I was like, well, those humans don't exist. <laughs> the, so it is just kind of a jab you. at
0: Jordan. Yeah, no, I, I'm i running out of names for like evil beings in these worlds.
1: You could have named it the malodorousness.
0: Malodorousnessness. <laughs> the so the Sorry, the business yep, started out as nanomachines created by other sentient species that lived far out in the stars. They created these nanomachines to spread around the universe in order to study, create, and protect the life found throughout the galaxy. They were to promote growth, but yet this technology became corrupted. As the humans predicted through their writings and media, the machines of the extinction, or the Ness, saw sentient life as a threat <laughs> to the general harmony of the universe. Now the extinction only seeks death. The nanomachines combine together and twisted themselves into monstrosities. These monstrosities take the form of colossal robots that are bent on wiping out every living being in the galaxy. See where I'm going? They started with their own planet and they quickly spread like a plague. The humans created us to take their place as they knew the world would be wiped out. We were to surpass them and stop the threat of the extinction. Or the Merodius whatever the word you use, nest nest, nest, which I kinda do like because you had like three nests in there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I'm all about <laughs> Ness. So the extinction So hmm? No go say? ahead. I just I think I know where this yeah, is going. You... No, I, I don't want to You know exactly it, you know?
0: where this is going because of what I said
1: earlier. Yeah, I f- feel like I oh, might yeah, the know the where this is going. The Extinction and wiped out the
0: humans but left us and our technologies alone because we were not seen as being li- living beings. The Extinction saw us as being like them and left us alone. They used their technology to change our sun into what, is, what it is seen as today in order to ensure that the humans would never come back. But due to our efforts of saving what little life survived and trying to reverse the effects on our sun, the extinction, are back to destroy everything left on this planet. Because of the historians and the conspiracy theorists, we were prepared. We created colossal robots of our own <laughs> to be piloted by our best and brightest. We called these robots the Iron Cores. <laughs> I had to. I just had to make giant robots that fight other giant robots, Cody. It's in my blood, Cody. I had to. You have a sickness. I have a sickness, Cody.
1: As we advance day, also, hmm? I like the name Iron Core because it reminds me of Armored Core, which is like my favorite mech yeah, game. That's ever, so, exactly yeah, that's exactly
0: where I got it from. Was Armored Core?
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you know what you're yeah. about. Good stuff. I know what's up. Love that game.
0: As we advance day by day, so do the Iron Cores. We are able to create weapons powerful enough to push back against the extinction. The Mothers now create new Sinites completely unhindered because so many of us are wiped out in the war against the Extinction. Those who volunteer to pilot the armored cores are seen as heroes. The Mothers have given them the best reflexes and reactions in order to properly pilot the cores. The mind and body are completely in sync with the core, and if the core is wiped out, then that Sinite's memories are taken with it to never be reunited with the Mothers' this is a true death as it erases a little bit of our own history thus the pilots are reprogrammed with a blank slate only given what is necessary to fight off the extinction the programming that binds anger and aggression are released making these pilots the ultimate warriors. As we are a highly advanced race of androids, training to pilot the Iron Corps only takes a few days. Though, like the humans, some of the androids advance faster than others, meaning some pilots are naturals, while others are only cannon fodder. But we still fight.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so screwed up! <laughs>
0: day by day, we fight to carry on the legacy of those who created us and the other beings that were wiped out by the Extinction. Their goal is utter utter destruction while our goal is to push back this threat and spread life back into the galaxy the intelligent minds of our community believe that defeating the extinction and decoding their programming we will be able to find the tools necessary for fixing the scar that they have left on the universe maybe it is possible that the extinction has also collected the genetic data of the beings that it has wiped out only winning this war can tell we fight to save the human's legacy and to secure our own future. That's my world. Um, so lastly, just a quick review of it. Um, an otherworldly machine has come to destroy all life in the galaxy. So the Sinites have to develop their own way of fighting back. So completely government improved Approved. The, Sin- the Sinites created large armored robots called Iron Cores to fight off the Extinction. I imagine these as basically being a mix between the armored cores and the Gundam. So it's like kind of heavy giant robots that can yeah. easily fly through space because they don't want to keep the fight on Earth or the planet. It's not really Earth. It's not technically Earth. So... Right, which makes sense. So, some of the Sinites believe that destroying the extinction is the key to saving the universe and repopulating everything. They believe that since the extinction destroyed everything but was originally created to study and create life, that the extinction holds genetic codes and blueprints for reversing the destruction that was caused. So, but only, you know, only time will tell what truly happens if that seems to be true or not. I like to create these worlds almost like you know like you said in one of our episodes like a D campaign or a video game so where you would be a character maybe you would be a pilot of one of the armored corps fighting off the extinction and so i'm not telling you yeah. what the ending of this world will be but like you know yeah as, as the backstory the game progresses maybe you'll find out that the i the extinction or the merodius this ness ness <laughs> ness Oh, maybe yeah. like maybe that they have the so I kinda leave it open. I like leaving it open because I do like to imagine that maybe this could one day be created a movie, video game, or whatever. Maybe someone who's listening
1: like decides, yeah, hey, I want to run sense. a campaign
0: in one of your worlds. I would love that. I don't think it's ever gonna happen, but I
1: would love <laughs> that. Oh Jordan, just for you, one day I'm going I to mean, do that. You can
0: pick from any of our worlds. We do have a couple re- And then I'm gonna make your robust kiss. I think you're um the breath would be a really good world to run a campaign in.
1: Yeah, that one was definitely the most explicit. Where that was my intention of basically, I just to we've well, been run doing this game. for twenty episodes to the point where I forgot
0: that what some of the other episodes are. But I th- think of campaign wise, I think that would be the best. Um, maybe my, if you want to do a fun campaign in space, my space world was a nice one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, it, it was. I, just, I really twenty episodes. I really like doing this show, even though you. Don't text me. Oh, wait. I said I forgive you for that. Never mind. I'm not Yeah, you're not allowed to bring that up that. You, you rolled a nat 20, am, so my anger forgiven. is no longer there for you. Anyways, <laughs> you want to... Yeah, that's <laughs> how it <yep>. works. <laughs> you want to roll two worlds for either the live show or the other um, role will be for... The next recorded episode.
1: Well, I think I'm gonna. I think we well, should roll for the live show. Yeah, but and we whatever we roll, roll for that so. ends up so.
0: on the live show is the next recorded episode. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. I mean, that way we don't waste idiot? it. That's smart. <laughs> okay. I was gonna now waste one of the rolls. Go ahead and roll. I rolled. Hold on, and mine I, uh, was cocked.
1: I rolled behind. Mine my was computer. cocked.
0: Hold on. Oh my gosh!
1: I rolled What'd a 19. Roll? Oh, hey, that's cool. What do you get? I rolled an eight. No. That's the world (laughs) I don't want to do. The world was designed to make a product.
0: (laughs) Oh, you rolled the worst world.
1: Oh, Jordan, just imagine if I roll first on initiative, you're not going to get to do your superhero world live.
0: Oh my gosh. Crap. You know this means we have to create two worlds in less than a week time, when it usually takes me a full week to create one world.
1: It usually takes me about an hour and a half. <laughs> it takes it takes me a week to create and then refine. I don't refine, I never do that refine stage. Uh, I just like you had type the it out and I'm just create it like, to make a product. So basically Willy yeah. Wonka. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, I mean that's a good example, kinda, yeah. Oh gosh. It's like a 90% good Dude, example. Dude, why didn't
0: you roll the worst
1: one on the list? Well, now we don't have to worry about that one anymore. You know, yeah, we've but we might have to way. do that live. Well, we also might not. We'll see. If I end up making a sucky world of that, then I probably won't, you know. <laughs> it depends but on the roll, We'll, role, s- we'll see what happens. It depends on the roll. It depends on the roll. All right. All right. Are we, are we ending this episode? Yeah. Are we good? Are we saying bye?
0: Yep, we're saying bye.
1: All right. Bye, bye guys. Bye.